Before we get to the podcast today, Jacob Tutan! How are you, Jacob? I am good, Miguel Fuller and Holly and Sky of the Body. Hey, Sky of the Body, guess what? I think you should get a tortilla thrown at you for losing headphone karaoke that one time, remember? Whoa, I already had to suffer the consequence, Jacob. I had to stick my hands in a nasty box. Well, well... Well, well, listen, Sky of the Body, you guys do a good morning show together. You know that? And, well, there's that. And, <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. And, Jacob. And Jacob. Yes? Did you know that we and you, because you're a part of the podcast, won Best Local Podcast with Creative Loafing's Best of the Bay? I did. Woo-hoo. Yeah! <laughs> yes, you did. Jacob, you led the charge. Yes, you did. And... And listen, 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 listen. I definitely want to be a part of the conversation. So anytime if I want to be a part of the conversation, I can call you guys, right, and be a part of that, right? Or can I not? Because see, I don't know yet. Well, but, would you have you your know? specific time when you call in for your guest spot on the podcast every Friday? Yeah. Well, when we're here on Fridays. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. It's Jacob two times Friday! Jacob, tell everybody what podcast they're listening to. I never told Holly this before, but in my heart, she's the up-and-coming radio personality, and Sky of the Body is the former up-and-coming radio personality, but that's just in my heart, you know? Oh! Oh, snap! Okay! What? Look at that shade! Jeez Louise! I mean, I've been around the block a minute, but I'll... I'll also take it. I get. Thank you, Jacob. Wow. All right. Well, Jacob, tell everybody what podcast so they're listening you know to. That? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miguel Fuller, for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miguel Fuller, for that. But see, Miguel Fuller, I just had to tell Holly how I felt in my heart. You know. Oh, well, you got to speak your heart. You got to speak your truth. <laughs> okay. All right, Jacob. You got to tell everybody what podcast they're listening <laughs> gotta to. Got to get going. They are listening to the Holly O'Connor podcast with my favorite morning show. Producer Scotty the yes, Body and yes. Miguel Fuller on Hot 101.5. Yeah, see, this week I love you. Yes. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. It's Miguel Fuller. Holly O'Connor. And Scotty the Body. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only on Hot 101.5. Hello, Platypus Posse. Hi. We are live on the Miguel and Holly YouTube channel, where if you ever uh, have the time and you can watch us, we record it usually after the show around 10. Uh, You can see all that go down. We got to get through some stuff quickly. Um, Holly, we weren't here on Wednesday. Do you want to explain why to the platypus pulse? Yeah. So I was sick. Yeah. And it sucks. And I was was telling my friend Aaron this or something. Um... I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time. I know we're on camera, and I know my hair doesn't look good, so I just like, kind of fix so it. so good. All right. So what sucks is that you can't, re- like, be sick in today's culture mm-hmm. with <laughs> what with the pandemic and all. Yeah. Right. And and it's like you can't even you, – you have to know immediately, like, what you have, even though sometimes it's not possible. But um, I just didn't – I was not feeling good. And what happened was my kid was sick last week. So not this weekend, but the previous weekend – I've lost track now. It was whenever she was with her dad last. Um, she was with her dad, and when I got her back, because she had stayed an extra night, and she stayed into Monday, which is not normal, Yeah. I picked her up from school on Monday, and she sounded worse than I do now, like very stuffed up, mm-hmm. uh, stuffy nose, that cold. runny nose. Blech. 
it really did. It seemed like a cold, but of course you always think, oh, what yeah. if it's COVID? COVID. And it just so happened. Well, that, uh, let me tell the story in order. So I was like, uh, are you feeling okay? And she's like, I just feel stuffy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what a kid response. And she's like, it, she mentioned that um, she had had like a 99.2 fever or something on Saturday. And I'm like, you know, gonna tell me nothing. Like, mm. yeah. So, um, like, we went basically directly from school to um, an urgent care to get her tested. Right. Rapid- Which, how much do the rapid test cost at urgent care? A hundred dollars. Oh. Okay. Wow. A hundred dollars. And here's the problem. This was before I knew that there's like a free COVID testing location in South St. Pete. Yeah. Mm. And they usually have you in and out like in 20 minutes. And by the way, I just feel like it's bullshit that we don't have this info. The only information I ever see about COVID is like the numbers and the people and fuck you to the people that are unvaccinated. That's all I ever see. Never do I ever see fucking helpful information like, here's what to do if you get tested. Here's what you should do if you have COVID. Like, it's just, it's, it's obviously that's, that's an irritating, yeah, no, it's the little triggering. Yeah, that's fine. Irritated. Anyway, so I'm over here paying a hundred damn dollars at the urgent care um, to get my kid tested. And the rapid test came back negative. But of course, we also did a PCR test. But since the rapid test came back negative, the doctor was like, you can send her to school tomorrow because the rapid test is negative and um, you'll get the PCR results in another day. And so we're like, all right. And she didn't have a fever at that point, yeah. just a runny nose. And she's been wearing her mask anyway at school. So we, I sent her to school and then we got the results the next day that the PCR test was also negative. Oh, good. She did not have COVID. Hey. She has some kind, like, and I think we also forget that there's other sicknesses out there. Yeah. So she's got some kind of <laughs> cold, head cold. Sinus infection. I don't know. So she went through the week continuing to be stuffed up. A lot of nose blowing. A lot of snuffling. At one point, this home skillet comes up and was like, in my face. And I I tell you, I nearly slapped this girl. I'm like, that is rude. And we're in a pandemic. And she was like, I'm just kidding. And I'm like. I cannot imagine. I am like embarrassed i'm like what if you do that to a friend she's like i would never do that to anyone just you and i'm like well thanks a lot if i ever did that to angela jackson she would have like storm from x-men pushed me with the wind and a tornado (laughs) up against a wall like yeah no yeah so um that all it finally went away by like last weekend and then what day was it it i think it was um Monday, mm-hmm. my throat started feeling a little tickly. Oh, yeah, he came and in. I've been having funny. a little issue with my throat anyway, which yeah. I believe was allergies. So then on Tuesday, I was going to have lunch with a friend. But when I went to bed Monday with my throat feeling tickly, I slept terribly. Mm. My nose was like I couldn't breathe all night. And I came into work Tuesday and I was like, you guys, I just don't I don't know if I'm going to go to my lunch. Mm. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know I got what Maya had. I know it. Because she was literally in my face. Mm. And so um, then on Tuesday, I canceled the lunch. I went to the doctor and explained, like, my history and my kid's history. And he's like, you probably don't have COVID because, you know, I've had COVID. I've also been fully vaccinated. And he's like, and your kid didn't have COVID. So you probably have whatever she has. We're just going to give you some antibiotics. And then on Wednesday, I had started the antibiotics, but I was like, 
I can't do the podcast. I don't feel good. Mm. And that's why we didn't do the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it just sucks because I can't. Talk, I can't talk about any of that because people are so sensitive that like. Are you sure? Like, I got negative COVID tests back, rapid and the other one. And people are like, but are you sure, though? And I'm like, no. I, like, I'm sure. I'm sure. So I don't it's, have COVID. It's so interesting how we're going to be dealing with the effects of COVID. I was hoping that we would continue with some of the hygienic ways of living. But I have been in the work bathroom a couple of times. It is where I've been so infuriating. And I have, like, you know, I'm I'm quiet as a mouse when I'm in the stall pooping. And I will hear someone come in, pull the junk out, pee, and then hear them walk right back out that fucking door without washing their hands. And I'm like, wash your damn hands. It takes you 20 seconds. And it feels good. Like, to have clean hands, like, legit feels good. It does feel good. I would absolutely give you that. And that's what I don't understand is, like, there have been times where maybe at home, like, because when I'm at home, I will sit down and pee. And I'll sit down and pee. So, like, I literally have not touched my junk. You're that tired, aren't you? All right, well, girl, that's all the time. <laughs> uh, I will not touch my junk. Nice, yeah. No one will be at home. And I'm literally going from the toilet, sitting on toilet, to the couch. You don't have to explain. It's okay that you don't. Well, so I'm just saying. But then, like, but here's what will happen is I'll, I'll be like, oh, girl, I'm tired. Like, especially if it's, like, a Sunday and I'm hungover. I'll walk to the couch, sit on it. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, Oof. I just need to, like, just at least put some wa- water in my hands or something. So, like... I can't imagine touching my junk, peeing. They probably got little particles of pee on their hands. Pee particles. And then just, like, walking out at work and then touching everything. Well, I think the bigger thing is, like, when I touch my junk, because I feel like I got clean junk. You know, like, I'm not worried about my junk. I think what I'm more worried about is touching all the door handles, grabbing onto other things. Like, that's why I wash my hands. Not necessarily because of my junk. But he got but, clean junk. I do. I, I would. I, think I, I, would, I would hope. Yeah, that but that's would. what I'm saying. Like my junk's not the thing that's gonna dirty my hands. It's when I walked in the bathroom and I grabbed the door handle. That's what's gonna be the germs on the hand. So like, if at you know at home, like if there's just a walk up, I can just pee and walk out. I wouldn't be as worried. But I think like that's the bigger thing, especially if you're in public or like anywhere. Like you go to a bar, a restaurant, and you're just touching the table, Ugh. touching the walls, going in, touching doors. Like, touching. I always, like, ah, your hands just collect all that shit. And it's just like sits there like a little germ pallet. That's why you wash. Yeah. Don't be walking all over the place and not washing your hands. It's so gross. But people have that same story all over the workplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wash your damn hands. That's nasty. It's true. It's true. And my kid washes her hands. Like she has gotten better hygiene. Although we had to, we had to walk her back. Like when she would get up in the middle of the night two years ago, it's almost been two years, uh, like she would be like frantically washing her. Like she was starting to have raw skin because she, it, I felt bad for the kids because they were, it's like, where's the happy medium? Right. So right. now it's like if she gets up in the middle of the night, I'm like, don't, just don't, don't even worry about it. Just go back to bed because then she'd like wake herself up, wash her hands, call me. I'm like, don't even mm. wash your hands. Just go back to bed. Like, because come on, right. I'm not trying to wake up in the middle of the night. And then like you wash up in the morning anyway. But I just feel like things have gotten weird. That's all. Yeah, we're all gen- like jumbled, scrambled. We well, let's get even more weird. Yeah. Oh, all so right. on, if you go to Facebook, our Facebook group that we have yeah. for the show and the podcast. Are, are you telling us to do it now? No, no, no. Oh. Um, okay. uh, it's called Miguel and Holly Fam slash Platypus Posse on Facebook. Or if you just go to the Miguel and Holly Facebook page mm-hmm. and then click on more than groups. <clears throat> yes. So last night I put... For tomorrow's pa- podcast, we want to do a Q&A. If you have any questions you wanted answered from us, put oh, them in the comments, and we'll go fun. over them tomorrow. Thanks Good for idea. being amazing. I'm excited about this. 
So we're going to try to move through this as quickly as possible, and then yeah. whatever we don't get to, then we'll pick it back up on Were Monday. there a lot of questions? There were, actually. Oh, yay. Um, so let's see here. We'll go. Let me do it in order. Uh, I'll, oops, I'm sorry. Let me do most recent, and then I'll start from the bottom. Started from the bottom, 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 now we're here. Now we're here. And thank Real. you for everyone that has uh, commented and added. We got I over 200 it. people. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that many. What? Holy shit. I know, I'm not even on. <laughs> That's cool, though, because literally I went through it. I saw, like, a couple posts. I was like, oh, okay, like, it's 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 growing phase. I didn't think it had 200 people. Yeah, 200 I didn't either. People. I just want to go take a peek real quick. A little peeky. Peaky. Uh, yeah. Francisco, he was the first question. He said, I have a question for Miguel. Mr. Miguel. Oh. Are you going to invite a Miguel and Holly fam to the wedding? No. <laughs> Sorry. No. They're like some limited friends. space, right? I mean, it's like literally we've got 165 we can have in there. And there are some people that I'm hoping don't come so I can invite some other people. Like there's so, a waiting list. Yes. So I'm like, so unfortunately, I'm we won't be able to do that. If yeah. we if we if we have some more money, girl, well, I'd love to have everybody, but unfortunately. We can't. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, Shannon said, what are some podcasts that Miguel, Holly, and Scotty listen to personally? Scott? Podcasts that I listen to. So I listen to other radio shows, but also I've been listening to, let me go to my podcast app. I did the, uh, what was that, that Dirty John podcast? That was sick. That's good. That was a good one. I also do uh, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. He's like a cool speaker, cool dude. I listen to the Tony Robin. podcast. Tony Robbins podcast, Business Wars. <laughs> <Robins. isn't, laughs> Business Wars is another one. And I also listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I know that was, okay. I knew that was going to be a response. My girlfriend Actually, has the same response too. It's interesting. It I'm kind of glad you do because I like to get all the sides, right? Don't you, wouldn't you rather have all the information yeah, well, and again, see what people are talking about? Some of his conversations, the thing I like about his conversations is because he has just a gamut of people, just like some people that have just been really interested. Like one of the interviews that I loved and I listened to over and over again is the one with Kevin Hart. We get to really dive into Kevin Hart's story, how he got to where he is now, what is his purpose in life, how he continues to grow. And so you get to really dive into people and who they are. Some of the things that Joe Rogan says I don't necessarily, like, agree with or like or does it piss me off. Yes. Some of the things I also do agree with. And I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. So I get definitely a different side of things. I haven't really been listening to it lately because he's definitely done more, like, hardcore certain, like, point of views, like, talks and once you go too far, you kind of lost me because I'm like, okay, this is I don't agree with any of it. I'm just gonna. Head well, out. see, the problem that I have with him, and I will say to be completely transparent, I've never listened to him. I'm going based strictly off of what I've seen on social media, but like, I don't mind you having a different um, uh, point of view. I love that. Like, let's talk about it. I like that's why a lot of the podcasts I listen to, I like it when they go and give the history of, like, conservatism or evangelicals and how they two mix together. I love to understand that. I don't like when he promotes false information yeah, that can harm people. That's where I started to kind of head that's out. That's where I take offense, and especially as someone who has influence. Like, mm. yes, if you want to promote a different way of thinking, girl, do it, get it. That yeah. is your prerogative. But when you promote misinformation that can harm people and mm-hmm. they believe you— that's when I start to get angry, yeah. and I'm like, you are abusing your platform yeah. and your responsibility as a broadcaster. Yeah, and again, like, I used to listen to him a lot, and then again, like, a lot of heavy stuff started to happen. That's when I haven't, I really haven't checked out his interviews much lately. And the last one that I'll recommend is Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. That 
is a podcast that could change your life. Mm-hmm. Unlocking I'm Us. She one. is amazing. Her books are amazing. If you've ever heard of Brene Brown. Second and third and yes. fourth that. Yes. Check her out. Now, that's somebody completely opposite. Or we were just talking with Joe Rogan. Like, she is just, mm. yeah. I wish I could meet her. I would I, love to meet same. her. Same. Ah, she's an amazing same. woman. I want to say probably one of her books helped me have the courage to get a divorce. Mm. She's amazing. She's amazing. I love that. I just followed that. I have to listen. To yeah, that. check her out, Holly. I know your time is so short. I don't. You do you have you don't have time to listen to podcasts, do you? I was gonna come on here and just basically say I'm sorry. I don't listen to podcasts. That's okay. I A lot of people don't. don't have the time. I mean, if I may, I would. I was going to say if I did have time to listen to podcasts, and I'm not saying like, oh my god, like I'm so busy and I'm better than people. I'm. I just. I simply don't. I just simply can't. Well, also, when I think about when I listen to podcasts, like, we live in Largo now, so I've got a 25-minute drive to and from work. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm at home by myself doing stuff, I'm by myself. When you're at home doing stuff, you have your person, your mom, your daughter. You can't have headphones in just Yeah, so you don't have time to casually listen to podcasts like we do. No, and honestly, if I do have time by myself, the last thing I want to do is something that I'm not really super invested in because like I I just want to stay quiet you know what I'm saying like I just want to get done things for me and the podcast could be for me but there's so many other things that are also for me so anyway I don't need to explain myself but I don't. don't listen to podcasts but if I did and when I will at some point I second Scott's recommendation for the Brene Brown podcast Mm, so good I would recommend We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle, yes. who I love, and she's an author as well, Instagram. and she is so great. She wrote the book Untamed, uh, so that's good. I really recommend Oprah's Super Soul podcast, mm, and so um, there's one random one that I did listen to a couple episodes of called Spirit, Purpose, and Energy with J.J. Flazanes. Oh, good old J.J. Yes, this podcast, and I used to really, I, I listened, I think, to like two or three of them years ago and it's just really uplifting and spiritual and and that was good so i don't listen to podcasts but if i did i'd really try to listen to them. <laughs> um i'm gonna rattle off a few because i listen to a lot all I, the time you listen to yeah. podcasts every morning that's what i wake up to i'm like oh miguel's in the shower here's a podcast uh so i'm gonna run down my schedule of podcasts and then here are just some bonus ones so when i wake up in the morning the first thing i listen to is called what a day um, where it is a quick 20-minute, here's what happened yesterday that you need to know. It's very liberal, bent podcast. They cover politics, uh, pop culture, news, liberal, bent, really quick. Um, and then I listen to other morning shows. And then when I leave work, I listen to NPR's Up First. Mm-hmm. And that's like a straight down the middle, here's what happened, no opinion. Nope. Um, I love that. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to get news. Right. Well, and that's why I do both. That's why I like to get the liberal side and I like to hear hear straight down. And then uh, New York Times, they do the daily. It's like a 25 minute podcast where they take one subject and then they just go deeply into it. Um, And so you get a little bit more context around the story. So those are like the three I listen to like every single day. Um, And then there's one I listen to twice a week called Pod Save America. And it's a group of guys that used to work for Obama. And they started this company called Crooked Media where they have a bunch of different podcasts. And they sort of very liberal discuss politics from their point of view. But what makes it interesting is that they have worked in the White House. And so they'll be like, 
here's what's probably happening inside the White House right now, and especially like when um, everything was happening with Afghanistan and there was like wow. three other things happening. And they're like, here's what it was like when we went through something similar in the Obama White House. And mm. so it gives you an interesting perspective from a human level on yeah. like what those humans in that house are dealing with when like the world is like falling apart at the seams. That's great. Um, and then in the evening time, I listen to while I'm making dinner usually. I told you I listen to a lot. Um, consider this from NPR, where so they news. sort of break down something from the day that's really interesting, and it's about a 14 minute podcast because uh, a lot of these are really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also NPR politics, where they sort of their political reporters discuss uh, a big topic of the day and give their sort of not opinions but their perspective um, and their historical point of view um, of what's happening in the moment. And then one last one, through line, th- through line from NPR. It's a historical podcast, which is, if there was one podcast that I could, like, put on everyone's phone and make you listen to, it's not opinion-based. It just tells you the history of race, uh, policing in America. That's cool. Just understanding the history of stuff. And you don't realize how everything we do, because we've been around for 300-plus years this country. Nothing is just random. Oh, no. The yeah. way that we do things, the way that, like, they're they're voting. Like, I, I always thought, oh, we voted the way we do with the electoral, electoral system. No. Like, the way that, like, George Washington became president, fascinating to me. And they do it in a fun way where it's not boring. Mm. So those are just a few of the podcasts that I listen to. It's so interesting with you your podcast. It's mine. such a, like a, a nerd look at podcasts, which is awesome. Like the news and the hardcore political, like it just makes so much sense. Maybe like a future thought for what you should start diving into more on producing or getting out. Yeah. Because obviously there's a lot of interest in there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I listen to that much NPR. <laughs> that should be a skill in itself. That's good. Uh, and then, uh, ooh, I'm, I don't want to mess up your name. I think it's Hadish or Hadesh. Uh, they asked, what books are y'all reading? Oh, man. Really quick, um, Rachel Laminati on the Facebook, or on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last podcast you mentioned? Oh, uh, it's Throughline. Throughline. From MP, NPR, yeah, Throughline. Okay. Sorry. Right, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yes? Uh, what books are y'all reading? Um, I will say I'm not reading anything right Damn now. Damn it. Because all of my time is taken up with podcasts, so. So right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so if you have Audible, there's also a lot of cool Audible books that, like, I have. There's one from Kevin Hart that's only an Audible book. So it's almost like a podcast, but he just it's not a written book. You can only listen on Audible. It's called The Decision by Kevin Hart. So cool to listen. I'm already listening to it on my second time through. It actually, like, that's what I trained and listened to when I was doing my marathon last year. I would listen to that because it's just such a cool thing to really dive into the things that you want to dive into. The other one I recommend from, like, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Green Light. Hmm. Ah, me and a buddy keep talking about that one. Read that one. That is a great book to just, like, look at your world in a different perspective, realize what you really want to do with life, and also to hear his story. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Okay. And then the other one, I'm trying to think, what's the one? I'm reading one from uh, the other radio host, Bobby Bones. He has another book I'm rereading. It's, um, gosh, dang it, I can't think of the name of it. Is it his second book? Yes, yes. I can't think of the name of it right now, though, off the top of my head. I could probably look it up. But Well, whoever could look it up also. Yes. Yeah, but that second one, it's another success book. A lot of the books that I read are all, like, books that are just, you know, nonfiction, what people did in their life, how they got to where they are. The last book that I read that was phenomenal was Tiffany Haddish, The mm. Last Black Unicorn. Mm. I've wanted to so read that. So good. 
if you want to see somebody that has just come from the bottom and made their life just the way they deserve to have it and the struggles that she has gone through and the things that she speaks out on, holy shit. Like, her life is crazy. The things that she's done is crazy. And it's just so cool to see where she is now from where she's come from. So mm. I recommend that one. Tiffany Haddish, The Last Black Unicorn. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Veronica. Wait, I had a. Oh. I have books. Oh, I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you said you didn't books. have time to read. I don't. I don't. Uh, <clears throat> but I, again, like the podcast, I have recommendations. Mm. I actually, uh, I want to say to about, because I said Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. The book Untamed. Every woman should read this book. Mm. Every woman should read this book. I made time for it because I love Glennon Doyle anyway. Um, but Untamed, Glennon Doyle is amazing. <clears throat> I would say any of the Brene Brown books like Scotty and I talked about. Oh, so good. And um, I just bought a book online. I don't know when I'm going to read it. But it's like, it's called Natural Magic. And it's this woman who has an Instagram. Her name is Lindsay. It's called like... I think her Instagram is like Witch of the Forest and she runs it from over in the UK and she talks about like, you know, crystals and herbs and moon water and shit that I'm in, that I'm into. So she had written a book and so it's going to it's like step by step on how to get more into that whole thing. So I just bought that. Again, don't know when I'm going to read it. <laughs> and the last book that I actually did read that was so good that after work I forced myself to find time and I talked about it on the podcast before was Escaping from Eden. Does Genesis teach that the human race was created by God or engineered by ETs? Mm. Shit gets deep, y'all. <laughs> if you are ready to go on that journey, that's the book. It's mm. not that long. And the end of it gets like, I had to reread par- paragraphs and pages because it was, I was like, wait, Whoa. what? Did you just say, I help me help you? Mm. But the, especially the first part of the book is pretty easy to understand and it'll, it'll make your brain go so those are my mm. recommendations. I love those type of books where you're just like, wait, let me re- go back in and reread that again. What I know. the fuck did you just say to me? I'm like, oh, my God, that does Ooh. make sense. So anyway, okay, that's it. Uh, Veronica Finmore said, do you ever feel pressured to regularly post on social media slash have the perfect post every time? Wow, what a good question. And how insightful. Yes, actually, I mean, I think about this all the time. I do feel pressure. If I don't have anything on my story, I feel like, oh, shoot, I need to get something up to be on just other people's, like, timelines, honestly. I try not to, like, worry about the perfect post anymore on Instagram. Like, I used to, like, kind of add some color to post or, like, edit it a little bit to make it look sharper, but now I'm like, screw it. Here's the picture. Like, here's the moment. I don't want to, you know, add any extra blah to it unless it's like really dark and got to lighten it up to actually see what's happening but Mm. i I definitely feel a pressure to like keep things going but i also do remind myself like hey one day of not posting on my story i'm gonna be okay so i do have to have that reminder constantly i think one of the things that i can say that i'm proud of in sort of holly and i being your big brother and sister in radio is us stripping the thought that you needed to have that what, how you thought you should be as a radio personality. Oh, yeah. Because I remember there were times when you first started when you would be like, well, I've already posted too much on my story, so I can't. Or, or like I don't. this posted. Did at one point you thought like a post didn't get enough likes, so you thought it was bad? Yeah, and I took it down. Yeah. Right. And then because that was. I was like, what are you doing? You were in college. Yeah. And like, that's how your thought process well, was. Well, that's how we grew up with Inst- Like when I went uh, into Instagram, it was that. Like yeah. you right. went in and it's like. Maybe it was a subconscious thing, but maybe it was also the environment I was around. It was yeah. like you 
the most popular posts or the, you look at people that get popular posts, you compare. Right. So you're constantly in a world of comparing. And so it took a couple years to finally get out of that thought process. And now, like, I'm out. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I post because I want that timeline to represent my life. I don't try to put the perfect photo of, hey, mm-hmm. this is us. This is me. My right. perfect life. I'm like, nah, man. I'll get on there and talk about some real ass shit. And then if... Some people ask, I have a lot of friends that talk about my Instagram, like, do you think you portray your real life? And I'm like, yes, because what you need to do is read my caption. Mm -hmm. What you're only going to get from a picture is what you make up. But if you decide to actually look into what I meant with this picture and what I said in this post, look at my caption, because I guarantee you, I go into some deep stuff. I talk about my real thoughts in those moments. I use that as a diary. I use that as a place for me to put out my real thoughts that you don't get to see if you don't hang out with me all the time. Because it definitely is... Easy to look at my Instagram and be like, man, Scott is just killing it, doing all the things. He's happy all the time. And, yeah, I am grateful for life until the max. But also I go through a lot of human shit, and I've gone through a lot of human shit that's like this is my place to like, try to help you understand, like, this is who I am as a human in my core through a post. If we've only known each other through, so, like, social media, you're going to get as much as me as I could write in this caption or I could put out in this video. And I try to do a lot more video content because I want to make sure that it's like I'm a real person. I'm not just mm. this figure that's like, oh, happy-go-lucky. Like, hell yeah, it's going to be a lot of it. But read deeper, and it's always there. I don't hide that. I think you do a good job of that. I do try. I really do try. Um, Holly, do you ever feel pressured to regularly post on social media slash have the perfect post every time? Um, I do not feel pressured to post regularly, although I should. Because in this career, that's like your lifeline, and it helps benefit you as a personality and the show and the station. So I'm failing in that aspect and I see it and I understand it, but I can't bring myself to care. Um, do When I do post, do I worry that it is the perfect post? A little bit. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, is this thing worth it? Is it, is it worth it? Because sometimes like when social media first got started, I'd scroll through and see like some picture that's like, like kind of out of focus or like a half birthday cake. And I'm like, I do not give a shit about this. So (laughs) if I don't care about it, are other people going to, I have that conversation with myself. I'm Mm. like, is anyone going to care about this that I'm going to post? That's the conversation I have because maybe I, I wouldn't care to see someone else's birthday cake. I'm like, no, I don't see mine. No, but I underestimate that people might. Yeah. Just because I don't doesn't right. mean other people then don't. They won't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have a weird filter. But I, something happened in my life several years back in um, my family of sorts um, that totally changed the way that I use and view social media. So going back to the first part of it, do I feel pressured to post? I, I suddenly couldn't post what I wanted to anymore. Mm. And a lot of it had to do with me being a public persona. And social media changed in a day for me. And it was like, I, I lost the ability. I no longer have the ability to post whatever I want to. Mm. And when you get that sort of restriction, uh, for whatever reason, or if you've always had a sort of any sort of restriction on what you can and cannot share. And like, if you can't share things, even if you want to, it changes how it changes your relationship with social media. And, I, it, it was very difficult. My entire relationship with social media changed and, um, not a lot of other people are in that realm. They're not in that, in that club. It's a pretty low club, Mm. low, low member club. Um, so 
it took me a while because we all depend on social media for validation, for views, for uh, feeling seen, for feeling part of something. And when that sort of gets taken away for a bit or for a long time or when it changes, when your relationship with it changes, um, you kind of have to do a little bit of self-reflection and evaluation and figure out who the fuck you are mm. and what's important and right. what's not. Um, and I know that I'm being very vague. And for that, I apologize. But it all goes hand in hand with my relationship with social media in that I can't share my whole entire life. And it sucks. It really, really, really sucks a lot. Um, same thing with, uh, the job. I can't share everything like I could on the air. I have restrictions. I feel a little bit handcuffed. Um, and that sucks. So what happened was to get to the end of this whole diatribe, what happened was after I went through that transformation with social media and what I can and can't share about my personal life and, and on the radio and out loud, it made me a couple things. It freed me up a little bit. It made me less a slave to the likes yeah. and to the expectations because I was like, y'all ain't going to want, want to see what I have to put out anyway, so I don't owe you anything. Mm. Um, and it also made me a little bitter. It made me a little um, jealous of people who just haphazardly share every fucking thing and it made me be like, must be nice. Like, I have a lot of some bitterness about what I can and can't share. And there's just a lot of complex emotions. But what I do not have is any feeling of need to post regularly. And again, I know that it's a hindrance to this job because that's not, that's not what this is for. But as a human, my life changed so much. That's who I am. So if radio doesn't want me because of that anymore, that's their their loss. You know, but I changed as a human. So my relationship with social media changed. So no, I do not feel pressured to post because you get what you fucking get. Mic drop. Makes sense. And that's that. Uh, I don't feel pressured to because I've always wanted to. Mm. And I've always been on social media for whatever way it looked, even before social media was the term. Before MySpace, before Facebook, I was on different little sites where you had oh, profiles yeah. and you would talk to people when I was in high school back in 2003. Yeah, I remember that. When you couldn't even, like, upload a picture. Yeah. Uh, you had to get a floppy disk. Yeah. One time in high school, I, like, I scanned a photo into the computer. I put it on a floppy disk, mm -hmm. and then you had to put the floppy disk in the thing, and then you could... Y'all. Mm, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot that I had to go through. So I never feel pressured to. The only time I feel pressured is for the Miguel and Holly Insta. Yeah. Um, over the past two years, my personal social media has taken a backseat because I made a personal decision that I wanted to build up the Miguel and Holly social media. I wanted that to be a place for the community. And also, I just didn't want it to feel like I was focusing on mine because I hate when I listen to other morning shows and the host is just like here's my social media and then like no one else gets to say theirs and so I was like I don't want to do that I want because that's not a community that's just you uh, building yourself up um and I feel like as the sort of like 
person behind this. I put the puzzle pieces together you of what do. we do. And I'm grateful to you because of what all I've been through. Like, I couldn't do it. Right. I couldn't do it. So we are surviving solely because of you. And I can't tell you how thankful I am. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's I, I enjoy it. So I do feel pressure <clears throat> for the Miguel and Holly Insta to make sure that that is always active, that there's something going on. Because like Holly said, you know, 10 years ago, uh, back in, what, 2011, we didn't have, or we had Instagram. but It wasn't we, stories. You didn't have stories. You just had posts. And even Snapchat then. Snapchat changed everything. Right, it did. And so there wasn't that immediate need to do it all the time, even on the weekends. And so, like, when I wake up Saturday mornings, like, before I go to spin class, Saturday mornings at 930, I'm like, all right, I need to post Tampa Bay Secrets. I need to post uh, headphone karaoke so people remember to watch the video and vote. Uh, what are some other things we need to promote? Um, so, yes, I do feel pressure when it comes to that. Absolutely. But with my personal stuff, I'm just already on it. And so that's why. But I also, too, have changed how I handle that because when I was single before Abe, I would post wherever I was, whatever I was doing. Girl, you got Miguel's life 24-7. Ooh. Um, but now that our lives have become more adult and there are some things sort of like Holly where my life is not 100% open like it used to be, which is weird for me because I have always been right? 100% completely, girl. It's hard when it's not. Right. If you wanted to know to everything. It being open. Right. It's easy. So now I have to pick and choose because it's someone else. And there are some days that Abe come, comes home and he's like, I don't want to fucking be on social media. I don't want to do a funny video. I don't want you to, like, put the camera in my face and make funny or whatever it because is. Because he didn't sign up to be part of that. He right. just wants you. And while accepting what you do is part of it, right. that doesn't mean that he needs to be on camera. Right, 24-7. Right. So, uh, so, that, so my personal social media has taken a back seat, so I focus more so on the Miguel and Holly uh, social media stuff. So, good question, Brian. That was a good question. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks for asking that. Um, I hope that I just wanted to run through some of these comments before we go. Uh, Holly, do you want to read what the Ryo? Because I the Ryo Senti said, "Hello, I just wanted to stop in and say I'm a big fan. Been listening to you guys on the radio for years, as well as the podcasts. Keep doing what you guys do. Thank you for being such positive influences. Thank you." Holly, I think I need glasses. I couldn't see it. You get out of here with the dang glasses. I probably do need glasses and I could see it. So, like, mm-mm. And then Rachel said. Rachel said, I hope that burden gets lifted off you someday. We in the fam love you and thank you. I hope so, too. I I used to hope it more fervently, but I'm almost sort of coming to a place where I'm like, I don't need to explain. I would love to share because like Miguel like I used to be an open book like open book and um it hurts to not be able to but what hurts more is that like my one of my um what is it called I actually think it's a trauma response the need to be understood Mm. the need to be accepted Mm. and understood I can't even like underscore that word enough in that my fear, because I want to share, but my fear is that even if I do share, it won't be good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and then where do you go from there? And um, I don't want people's view of me to change that much. Although mm. I don't want people here for the wrong reason, but I also feel like some stuff is just private. Yeah. And, and I know now there are some things that people will not understand. Right. 
And that's okay. So that's why I feel like I don't know if I owe an explanation. What I'd like to do is just get it off my chest. But right. I, I don't know if it's the wisest thing. So we'll see. Um, but I, I do hope so, too, because I, I, I do like to share lots of things that are going on in my life. And I think I found a good way to do it at the moment. So I'm okay. Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly? Radio Holly for the times I do post on Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, and Twitter. It's fun. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. And we're going to get to the rest of the questions um, on Monday. You're like, good. You have good-ass questions. Like, I feel like for years, y'all have just been like, listen to us jabber on. And y'all are like, <laughs> we have legit questions. And yes. finally, you have a chance to ask them. So that's really great. So hit up the uh, Miguel and Holly fam slash platypus posse group um, on the Miguel and Holly Facebook page. Love it. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Wait, we won't be here Monday. We're off on Monday, okay? Indigenous People's Day. Yes, we won't be here Mondays, but we'll pick it up on Wednesday.